are shining bright and we're shining the light on us like no other. Neighborhood planet, our neighborhood, our world. Trauma that's befallen us. Divine social interactions remains marvelous. Mind blowing, swabalicious talk, higher consciousness. But think, let not your hearts be troubled, Dr. Brother Suave. Divine light give you double. Greetings, this is Dr. Brother Suave, your mind blowing, thought provoking, and eye opening, on air personality, life coach, psychotherapist, author, divine social therapist, and host of Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave. Welcome. On this beautiful Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. Just happy. And I want to just thank God for allowing me to see another day um, that I've never seen before. I thank God for allowing me um, to wake up and see, have my health, life, and strength. And also uh, waking up to, to get it right. Another day to get it right. Another day to apologize. Another day to, to make amends. Another day to just... Tell those I love, I love them, and I love you guys. And I just thank God for all his mighty blessings for allowing me to just have another day. You know, we have struggles, we make mistakes, but I thank God for it. So before I do anything, um, I would like to say a few things. And so I asked God for strength, and he gave me difficulties to make me strong. I asked God for wisdom, and it gave me problems to solve. I asked God for courage, and it gave me dangers to overcome. I asked for love, and it gave me troubled people to help. My prayers were answered, but I thank God for this platform. That was uh, by someone I saw on social media, and I thought it was just so touching. You know, and it's always saying, be aware of what you ask for. So I just want to thank God for that. That was very inspirational and motivational because it gives me uh, thought and being able to be mindful of the things I ask for. So um, I want to go ahead and um, start off by congratulations, congratulating Senator Raphael Warnett on his um, on his um, nomination, on his, his victory over Herschel Walker. I'm not necessarily into politics, but listen, I'm happy to... Um, Brother one, I'm not a, a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm independent, but I um, I voted for him, and I just figured he would be the better choice because I just didn't think um, the other brother was informed. I don't think he was responsible. I don't think he was cerebral enough. I just don't think he was a, the best candidate for the people at large. So uh, big ups to uh, Warnock on his victory. So um, also, if I'm not mistaken, how you doing, cuz? How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So um, if I'm not mistaken, that gives the Democrats the 51 percent um, of the majority seat, so to speak. And so I guess hopefully um, they get to work and get some things done. 
because a lot of times we've been selling, um, being sold um, dreams, and I hope that this brother does something for us. Okay, hey, how you doing, brother? Um, brother Jones, Fred, Fred, how you doing, Fred? So I just want to say, so tonight I'm just going to go solo again. You know, I told you I've been working on it, trying to get better and better, because this is not something I normally do. Just talking to the camera is not really in to me to just talk. I love interaction. I love engagement. I love dialogue. So me just talking an hour, I'm just going to continue to strive and keep striving and try my best. I, I do like my guests. I'm not going to lie about that, but I do want to um, try to improve um, myself as an individual and a speaker. Um, uh, having hosted my own show, so I just always want to be the best version of myself. And the only way I can do it is to keep my foot in the game and keep trying. So here it goes. Um, so some of the topics I'm going to be talking about tonight. They're going to be spicy, taboo. Um, they're going to be a little uh, controversial, but anybody know me. I never run away from that. So um, so some of the topics, as I said, um, will be, um, are we aware how social engineering is having a negative impact on the dynamics of black men and black women and how we interact? Uh, also, I'm going to be talking about um, more, more black men or uh, voices are being heard. And also... Um, how are you mad at the monster you created and much more? So um, so tonight I'm going to get into that. And so I just want to start off firstly quickly and just talk about these current events dealing with um, Deion Sanders. My thing is this with Deion Sanders. I don't have a problem. We tend to complain about everything, man. I feel like we in a society, we can't win for losing. I think about Bill Cosby. He done so much for our community. And yes, he made some mistakes. He plain effed up. He did, but it seemed like we are on such an emotional roller coaster all the time. It's like when somebody is doing for us, we happy, we happy, we happy. They the best. They make a mistake or stop giving. Mm -mm. They the worst. They the worst. The worst. It reminds me of myself or people I would give and help out. They okay with that, but the minute I hold them accountable and say, you know what, you, I got to stop this. Then they get an attitude with me. Like, it's the whole thing in our mindset. We think people owe us stuff. And so I'm thinking about um, the situation with Dion. Listen, I don't know his agenda. I don't know his art. But the, the main people who do all the complaining are the people who don't make investments into other people. The main people who always have something to say is the people who are selfish. The main people who always have something to say, they don't have a history of giving. It reminds me of... Um, even some of my HBCUs, we have all these people bragging about HBCUs, but when do the alumni give back? Because we always saying black folks have a, 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 all this economic power because we have this huge spending power. What about giving back to our HBCUs? How many of us will give back to our jobs? How many of us will cut our salaries? I'm just, I'm just asking. But this man has brought recognition. He's given. He didn't have to do it, but he did. But we was happy. But the minute he has an, uh, um, decided to continue to set another president elsewhere, oh, now he turned his back on us. And we always complain. I, I think about when um, when my son was in school. He was in private school. And I remember in, in Florida when they were having an FCAT. I see all these people whose children would benefit if they went out there and went to um, Tallahassee on the Capitol and, and fought. No, they wouldn't. They sit back reaping the benefits if, for the people who were fighting. I didn't have any um, stake in the games, but I cared about other people. So I would give, just like me giving 20 years of overlock of crime prevention without receiving one penny. 
you know, talking about teaching, talking about law enforcement, actually going to combat and fighting combat, willing to sacrifice and give for the rights and liberties for others. But you have a whole bunch of people who are receiving all this benefits, uh, food stamps, housing, always sitting back and not giving back. Well, I'm like this. You don't have a place um, to speak. That's just my opinion. You know, everybody got an opinion. Yes, everyone, like I have mine. But I'm just saying give. So at least you can say, well, you, you made some sacrifices. But people always call other people pocket. That man don't owe you nothing. He owes his family. And he has a, a responsibility to take care of his family, especially those in his household. And people spending more time complaining, you know, but when he gives, you're happy. The minute he makes a decision, maybe in the best interest of self or his own personal agenda. How you doing, Kenyatta? We have something to say. So that's what I just wanted to start off. So the next particular thing I'm going to be talking about. And again, I'm going to say some things I would like for anybody. Everybody's coming on Kenyatta. Um, um, Wanda, um, Fred, if you have any comments, be more than welcome. I just was starting off the show. If you have anything to say. Please feel free. So next one of the things I want to talk about, are we um, aware or at least have some idea um, about how we are, our mindset or our social engineering is significantly impacting the dynamics of male-female interactions? And the reason I'm saying this is because we always don't really pay attention to the root cause of a lot of things. We're always looking at uh, um, things up front. So, for example, I'm going to address it. I, 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 and anybody know me, I'm not biting my tongue for nothing. We always saying, um, these dudes are so sorry. They don't do this. They don't do that. Because we're looking at the presenting problem, but we're not looking at the root. How do they get there? Who's raising them? Maybe we don't realize that learned behaviors are learned behaviors. So how do you expect these guys to be men? They don't have men around. We always saying how, but we're not looking at where do we come from? Where do we, our, our environment? How do we, did we see anything to model? So being, understanding this social engineering, it's, we're being modified in the way we think, where we process things, where we act, where we communicate, um, our, our, our integrity, our leadership. And so when I talk about these particular areas, it, it, it hurts. The, it has a negative impact and outcome. How you doing, Renita? Appreciate you. Um, an outcome and results. So what happens is the perspectives. Okay. A perspective of a male and a, and, and a female. We have, that's why they say Venus and Mars, we see things differently. We, we, our corpus close in our brain, we process things differently. That's why we need each other to balance each other. But when it's no balancing is a, 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 a term that I made up years ago, it's called a matriarch household mentality. So if you have a child only learning everything from a female perspective, there's really no balance in terms of how he perceives, communicates, react, because all these are leading up to, um, characteristics that's consistent with one particular gender and the gender is those females. And it's not saying anything about orientation it has nothing to do with uh, their sex or whatever they're interested in. It just has to learn certain behaviors. Like for example, I'm going to give this example. Let's say a kid only seeing auntie, grandma, mom. And so he's riding there. 
sucking his tongue. Nobody's really paying attention because this is a normality based on everyone's around there. The females, mother, grandma, auntie. So everybody's sucking their teeth. So that male child is doing it. Nobody's paying attention. But let's say a man comes in there. Like, hey, son, don't do that. Don't do that. How you doing, Jane? What's going on? Don't do it. He has some man right there to immediately address that behavior. That offsets this learned behavior. So he will be unlearned and learning from a male perspective in terms of language. And we don't talk about it. We don't say it because we think it's taboo. We think it's, 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 it's um, saying things about our women. No, we're addressing the, the issues. And that's all. And this is why a lot of times when we sit there saying why we're acting this way, it's learned behavior. So we don't have anything to offset these behaviors. And so how we communicate. If anybody know how men communicate with each other, if you pay close attention, I am not talking about grown boys. I'm going to get into that. But men, they just listen. And then when one finished, the other one talks. And then when he finished, they talk. That's our, the way we organically engage when we are men and learning how to do it. And we see ladies, they can talk at the same time. And we'd be like, how on? Heck, y'all, that's a superpower, y'all talking to each other. But you have to understand, when you're engaging with us, that does not work. It is counterproductive. So what we um, are accused of is controlling. But sometimes we're trying to control so that it will be not out of control. So what we do is say, you talk and I listen. I'm not thinking, I'm just listening. And then when I talk, I want the same in return. And we know that creates a lot of issues in terms of the dynamics of how we interact with each other. And it's always being perceived as a negative instead of looking at it and learning. Uh, how you doing, uh, Sabrina? That's my, that, for y'all, that's my story right there. The old saying, female can raise boys, but it takes a male to raise men. I'm going to correct that. It takes a man to raise men, but I appreciate and I understand it. And this is the thing is how we think differently. You know, these are little things that we overlook. And what happens is anything, as I've said many times, anything that goes unaddressed and progressively gets worse. I mean, progressively gets worse. So this is looking at then when we used to see families, male and female, husband and wives, that was the majority of this pie. What is this? What it looks like now? We have normalized single parenting. And yes, you can say, well, what well, guys are abandoning their families. They're not doing this. Again, we try to stay in a mindset of structure and we try to do things in order and we try to be um, raising our, 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 late, our, our mothers, raising their daughters to be ladies and queens and our fathers are raising their young um kings to be kings and how to be gentlemen and and and, and you, i'm telling you but work out and i remember that you say you stay in your lane and i stay in my lane we won't have any accidents but look at we in a big accident because it, we have normalized the single parent and and raising them and so what happens is we're not what's organic to us has been engineered and having a mindset to act and behave like ladies and not Feminine, just the mindset. And um, and so what we 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 we're not communicating, we having this so much resentment. We used to always forgive and like do the fight and get it over. Hey, what's up, man? 
No. We have been socially engineered to hear all the negative things about each other. Then we lack the issue of forgiving. We struggle with that. And then, and again, the, the, the responsibilities. Again, when we our families are intact, we can always communicate and talk about and talk about the responsibilities of the core family value system. And those are generational mores, and we can continue to talk about that. And so what happens is that father would teach that young man, young boy, young male, young prince, how to be responsible, how to, to make sacrifices, how to stay committed, how to do what he needs to do to protect his house, his family, how to provide for them. And then on the other side, the ladies are teaching their little queens, their little princesses, their little ladies, how to be ladies, how to act, how to be kind, how to respect, how to be gentle, how to speak with kindness. You know, and, and, and so what happens is this is family teaching. But what's happening is we're so fixated with the idea of marriage, but we, a lot of us haven't never had that in our life to model that behavior. So everybody wants to be a wife, everybody wants to be a husband, but nobody had them in their life to model that. And I think these are some of the things we have to really confront ourselves. We spend a lot of times wanting to be in a situation or what, but not wanting to put in the work. That's, that's an issue. And then also leadership. You know, our women have done a great job in terms of leadership outside. But you have to understand how important leadership and maybe who was ordained for those things. Now, I'm not going to knock any woman who has to do what she has to do. That's that's being a responsible adult. Write that down. That's being a responsible adult. But when you're doing it by default, because there was a poor decision made by doing things out of order. Don't act like that's something that you did was great. You're responsible. You have to do it because that's your responsibility to raise that child and take care of that child. You understand? Those are the things. And so now you look at how when you overcompensate by trying to make sure that little boy feels good because his father's not there, overcompensation is never good. And I noticed that you make a, a real commitment in raising those girls, teaching them how to say, don't never depend on no man. Make sure you go to school. Make sure you be uh, responsible. Make you Well, guess what? We need those stories, too, because we are already missing someone that looks just like us. So we need those lessons. We need that investment. We need that nurturing. We need that understanding when that father is not there. And a lot of times we show a lot of warning signs that we're not going to be there. And I, I talk about that because I'm going to be talking about the RRJ. And so anyway, and then what happens is we, 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 we're not being taught. We're not being responsible because we're not having the demands that's placed on us when we don't have a father in our life. Like our, our, our sisters being responsible, getting credentials, being uh, having good credit and just doing everything because you are raising them. Everyone knows this. This is no conspiracy. This is an in-house thing. And we have to recognize this. We got to stop sitting there and say, oh, somebody. No, it's us collectively. You know, and so then when you hear the lack of integrity, the lack of integrity goes on with us. We have to admit when we're wrong. 
We got to put that ego aside. When we're wrong, just say you're wrong. That's it. You know, and, and, and because I, I take my time, I do my research and I pay attention to a lot of things. How you doing, cuz? How you doing? Uh, that's my cousin. Thank you for your support. And again, you guys listen, feel free to engage. So anyway, um, so what happens is when we're not uh, forced to be responsible, we lose in character. And so guess what? We're not prepared to be husbands. Now, I understand. When you want something that's in the best interest of your child, I love that integrity coupled with accountability. Exactly. Thank you for that. Um, when you're struggling with integrity, trust, you don't like to be held accountable. You take accountability as an insult because that's why I have so many attacks, reactions. And the only people doing is trying to hold you accountable because they see what you're doing. Nobody's making this stuff up. So a lot of times you guys get really got to stop all that playing victim. And so many times our um, our society at large makes a doing a lot of complaining. And again, I'm, I'm just going to call it out complaining about things. So what I'm going to do is address the issues, complaining about these outcomes. And I see, and I'm just going to say a lot of women are complaining about the outcome. And I say again, who's raising us? Because I'm going to just tell you, let's say I'm the biggest bum. And you say, you know what? Your interaction, your presence is counterproductive to our child. And you make a, a executive decision to say go because I am toxic towards that child. So you're raising him, doing a great job. But just remember, you're raising him. So no matter how absent I am, I'm not impacting the child except from the part that he may want to have that connection with his father. But understand who's raising them. So when it comes to those value systems, those, those uh, theories, philosophies, perspectives, you, you got to take ownership. So um, Brother Brandis, thank you, brother. So people don't want their illusion destroyed by the truth, absolutely. So what's happening is, like I said, a lot of brothers are having voices out here and speaking certain things. And so what's happening is these perceptions, these illusions are being destroyed. Because now, it, like the brother saying, it's an accountability issue. Integrity. So when it's uh, when people are held to accountability, they're either going to accept it or they're going to react. And that's where that displaced aggression and anger comes in terms of reacting. Because again, people are not making this stuff up. And it's no hatred, just love. Because if you look at it, the people who love you, they're going to address it. The people who don't, don't say anything. So many of our behaviors and their are direct result of us not having a father in our life. And again, um, we don't have responsible fathers, a responsible man in our lives. And yes, it's easy to say y'all be leaving and abandoning these children. But again, trust who's raising us. And so when you don't marry or a couple with a responsible man, you have nobody to blame because there's so much we can hide. And a lot of times you don't see a car. You don't see we have our own place. You don't see how we have a uh, stability. Why move forward? And people always saying it's hard to, you can't help who you fall in love. Well, first of all, when you see those things absent, why move forward? Why move forward? It makes no sense 
for a, 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 a grown man to be at a certain age and don't have any levels of stability. And I'm not talking about having all this money, all these expensive cars, just being able to at least take care of himself, himself provide a shelter. It could be in a garage, you know, it could be anywhere. And, and, and let me tell you something, because I'm going to tell you, when I was on my grind and things were very hard, I went through a lot, but I prioritized. Yes, Dr. Brother Swab lived in the garage. I paid $600 a month. It wasn't even, but I don't even think 200 square feet, but I made it work and I always maintained my independence. So you do what you have to do. But if a person not willing to make sacrifices, at least provide for themselves, how in the AGW hockey stick do you think he's going to be an asset? He coming in a liability. So again, you want to blame a lot of people, but you got to take responsibility when you allow people to be in your space. Um, brother, brother Gene was saying they turn a blind eye to many things and it's called ignoring the red flags. Absolutely. It's a major red flag when I'm a grown behind person and I have no type of ability to provide for myself. What type of, what type of, of what, what do I have to offer except the Johnson? And it's a lot of times the standards are low. Maybe that's what you're accepting, you know? So I guarantee we show a lot of signs, but again, you ignore them. And I think a lot of times you want the image of a family, you know, the pictures. So if people see it. So you got the, you got your kids, you got your house, you got your career. You're just looking for a Joe and you bring it right in there and take those pictures. Now, bada, you got an instant family. Yes, we know how you do it. Trust those pictures are not manipulating or fooling a lot of people. Again, um, you know, and I remember players that play the fool, the fool, the fool, they think they're fooling them. But again, um, you have to consider all these things when it doesn't turn out the way you try to manipulate yourself to get in that situation. Because like Kenyatta said, yes, ignoring the red signs will cost you. You know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Because again, a lot of times we as Blacks try to have the ideology of whites. So I'm going to say this. Like me, anybody know? I'm, I'm about prenuptials. I will say it. I will say it and I will say it. People say, why are you doing prenup? I'm not interested in taking L's. And also about being responsible by leaving a legacy for my seed, my kids. And, and a lot of times people say, oh, why are you all this? And I like, let, 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 let me put the shoe on the other foot. You ignoring them wet, them red signs. You have the house. You got the car. You got the 401k. You got your bank account. You got kids. And you're so blind that you're the bag and you're not protecting that by getting a prenuptial because there's a high probability that this situation will come to you. You will end up moving this guy in and taking the L because the divorce rates are high. And so what happens is you enable and next thing you know, you're not responsible and the guy's taking your children's future because you're not making wise and smart decisions. But you're not thinking because again, you, you think in a way that's not conducive to your benefit and your future and your children's future. You have a responsibility. 
But hey, so back. So I, I make sure. And so what happens is you're so fixated on being in these relationships and marriages without doing research and doing your due diligence about protecting your family and the future and your finances. You make these poor decisions. And this is what I was saying earlier, because you got caught up in the RRJ process. And that is the romanticize, rationalize, and justify. You romanticize about being in these marriages and never had nobody to model a marriage for you. You just fantasize about it. And you romanticize about it. And you rationalize, just rationalizing, well, he'll get it together. I'll work it out. And you justify when you mess up. And like, dang, he didn't hit me. Because I'm going to tell you, a lot of times he's a liability and responsible. And you're responsible for that. So he's had access to all your 401ks and you better ask some of them, them them sisters out there who experienced that and again like can y'all say those reds missing ignoring those red signs will definitely cost you but you know it is what it is and like i said i'm not saying anything to hurt i'm not saying anything to attack i am addressing things that you guys know is happening and may don't want to say it but you're thinking it. I know you're thinking it because all of us see it in our friends. We see it in our family members. We see it um, through other people's friends and family members. But we got to stop pretending uh, this stuff is not real. And we got to stop taking everything personally. But at the same time, take it personally because protecting your legacy, your children, your finances and their future. That's what part you need to take personally. So right now I'm going to go into uh, station identifications and we'll be right back. So stay with Dr. Brother Suave. Tune in and stream live now. Social therapy with Dr. Brother Suave the podcast is now being broadcast on NPN Voice. NPN Voice can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, and now on Audible and Amazon Music and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Swab, the podcast, now on NPN Voice. NPN Voice got voice you heard
how you doing? We're back. It's host therapy with Dr. Brother Suave. Um, and they will come back and just continue what we were discussing about um, these taboo, hot, spicy, mind-blowing, thought-provoking, and eye-opening um, subject matter. Thanking God for um, being able to be on this platform and feeling comfortable. And um, we're going to continue on our dialogue and subjects we're talking about tonight. So the next part I'm going to be talking about is, again, more and more voices are being heard um, by black men, you know, uh, more or more and more black men are, are letting their voices be be known. And so um, and what's happening is the dynamics, again, some of these behaviors are being exposed because, again, um, a lot of times um, the one thing that that a lot of um, brothers would never talk about was their feelings and thoughts. Now they're expressing themselves and articulating themselves in a way that we haven't seen or heard before. You know, um, so what's happened is a lot of things have been exposed and this is why education is so important. We're not always talking about traditional education, but education, learning about self, learning about trauma, learning about mental health, learning about sociology, learning about a lot of things that we didn't talk about. And so a lot of um, behaviors are being exposed. And here's the, ta the taboo thing. Again, like I say, the average brother, the majority of us are raised by women. Uh, the best they could. They're loving us. But a lot of times we didn't hear the real truth. And so a lot of times we only thought that way. And because nobody wants to exploit themselves, nobody wants to say I made a poor decision. Nobody wants to say your circumstances a result of my poor decision making. It's always, oh no, he abandoned you. But then when you find out mom and dad was never a couple. Mom was a slider. Yeah. And, and so, but you would go by and hear this story about how dad was. And because a lot of us have this commitment because we like, oh my God, my mom was the only one there for me. I can't say anything. I can't hold her accountable. I can't say this. But you have to address sometimes some truths are, are hard, but that's part of the healing process. So I want to address this thing with um, Vanless. He said, if no, if no one grows up seeing an example of people that, that, that make up the rules for themselves and how they want to be treated by adhering to the negative examples of someone else, absolutely. And again, thank you, Bandless. I appreciate that. So when you don't see these things, you're just going to, again, continue this vicious cycle. So a lot of times, back to what I was saying, a lot of times, we feel very uncomfortable about addressing these behaviors. And when people go to therapy and they start confronting based on the information and research, the investigation, they find out like, oh my God, I was lied to. My father didn't abandon, he didn't even know about it. I have so many people who were clients of mine who told the truth. When I wrote a, that, that, uh, a book on that side, oh, I'm sorry, on this side, um, called Lust Child, Children Born Out of Lust and Not Love. You know, nobody wants to tell the story that it was a slider. Nobody wants to tell the story that um, they don't know who your father is. There's millions of people going out there, their mother's telling them, oh, that's your father, and when she, know, she don't even know. 
Oh, that's your father, you know. And then when you go doing it, invest money on the DNA test, invest time and just trying to investigate and find out, only to find out that, that he's not your father because DNA shows that he's not. And so you go on a, a wild ghost hunt, witch hunt, whatever you want to call it. Instead of just saying, you know what, I was young, I made a mistake. I don't know. No. You, you speak with all this confidence and knowing you're misleading. So again, a lot more, we're hearing the voices of men now because we're learning and we're asserting, being more assertive and speaking and discussing these truths or these lies. And we're just trying to reach some truth. But when, when, when people are guilty and they lack integrity, lack taking ownership, they become extremely defensive and go on attack modes and try to um, put smoke screens and get defensive and play victim. No, we all of us, males and females, men and women, have to be able to hold ourselves accountable. And this doesn't exclude us guys who's going out there making children, regardless of the circumstances. You still have an obligation. Take care of your obligation, your responsibility. You understand? So those things are important. You're not off the hook. Trust. You're not off the hook because then eventually there are some spiritual ramifications you reap with yourself. So trust, a lot of those things are going to come back and hunt you. And then the, the child that you abandoned may end up being very successful. And you're going to be sitting there looking. And don't come around trying to sit there and claim all the work that that woman did in terms of working out. Yeah, she paid for her her indiscretions. And you may be paying for yours in a whole other way. But trust, um, we have to start being, um, having integrity and start being truthful. So again, um, our voices are being heard now. So when we address the issues, don't, don't, don't get all um, panicky and start getting upset because it's the truth. And this is, again, traumatic for the children. Um, horrible. And, and this social engineering, manipulating our children and giving them these false narratives and you know it's not true, it's trauma. I know Rick James said, um, you know, um, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Well, guess what? The hell of a drug. Social engineering, manipulation, and lying, because they seem to be very addictive. And when are we going to stop using those drugs of uh, manipulation and deceit and social engineering? Because both of them seem to be really, really addictive. And so one of the last parts I'm going to be going over tonight um, is this. How are you mad at the monster you created? <laughs> Again, who's raised us? And this is when I talk about patterns and repetition, the insanity cycle, and generational curses. You seem to be mad at a situation, a dynamic, but you keep operating in it. And that's the insanity cycle. You can't keep doing something and expecting a different result. So you really want to say you're mad at me but you're really mad at yourself because you did it again you did it with the first um baby's father you did it with the first baby mama you did it with the second baby's father you did it with the second baby mama it's like over and over and 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 how you mad with the monster you created you 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 know you're reaping what you sow so as earlier like i say there's a difference between a man a grown boy and an adult male and so I'm going to get really deep 
Riddle me this. All right. God, our creator, he created all of us, right? Therefore, we are God's creation. All right. So we're God's creation. However, all of us are not believers. Some are believers, some are not. But we all his creations. So a believer has a total different perspective in how they live their life, how they view their value system, and how they live their lives. A non-believer doesn't have the same perspective as a believer. Okay? Follow me now. So therefore, just remember, we all God's creation. So look at this. That's why I say it's the difference between a man, a grown boy, and an adult male. A man has a different perspective on how he lives his life, how he protects his community, how he provides for his children, how he protects his family, and lives his life. A grown boy or adult male has a different perspective and his commitment to his community, his family, his responsibility, his image, all those things. So you having a man who wants to leave a legacy, wants to be independent, wants to be a provider, wants to be a protector, and feel extremely guilty when he can't provide. He doesn't leech off women. He knows how to say no because he know women are loving and nurturing and they're willing to provide, but he's willing to say no. A grown boy and adult male, they're not going to say no. They ain't going to have no problems moving in. They ain't going to have no problem borrowing your car. They're not going to have no problem asking you for money. They're not going to have no problems of how you see them because they're reaping the benefits. They don't have integrity. So you got to look at it in a way that you haven't looked at it. So just because you are a male does not make you a man. Just because you're a male does not make you a man. You're a grown boy and adult male. Having a beard, muscles, facial hairs, all that, that don't make you a man. You have to, listen, for those who, I give kudos to those who didn't have any men in their life and fathers. Their story, they worked very hard because they was committed to being a man and committed to doing something that their fathers didn't do. So they earned this, right? Kudos to you guys. And so you got to understand there's a huge difference because men do things differently. Believers do things differently. So when you're sitting there making all these excuses about your man, trust, he's not a man. He's your dependent and he's your grown boy. He's your husband slash son. Trust. So we got to stop all these hiccups year in and year out, generation and generational past. And you have to realize this is a pattern that's created by you when it comes to rearing and raising us. You wonder if this is, the again, the outcome of why we act the way we do. You understand? And so I ask, 
and here you are mad. Who are you mad at? You're big mad, but you're not taking ownership. This is not just something that happens every now. This is not some. This happens generation after generation. This is why it becomes generational curses. We got to stop this. We have to stop this. It says, um, say it loud. I don't think they heard you. Yes. You know, and, and me and this brother just, you know, we, we shared our stories, you know, and I can tell you this. We both hit rock bottom, but we both are kings. We are overcomers and we didn't done some things again. Y'all going to hear more and more men voices of saying, and, and because we have the right to edify and talk about what we have done and what we have overcome, we're not narcissists, okay? We can edify and say the same way you can sit there and say, black girls rock. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I'm not going to sit there and say you don't. You do. But guess what? We do too, okay? So again, you have to understand these patterns are very clear. You know, so what you accept, what you tolerate, you pass on to the next generation. So example is, if you accept low standards, you raise low standards. And it only repeats itself. So don't pretend now that you got your act together that you don't have, uh, that you didn't create a lot of this generational curses and patterns of repetition now that you got it together. You, you made a significant negative contribution into this, this, this chaos that we're living at this time, you know? And I'm not sitting there saying you should ever be um, a slave or a prisoner or past mistakes, but just own up the stuff and say, you, 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 you was a part of the problem as well. So again, um, you have to realize you may have moved on, but you left a, pr a problem for the next generation. So again, it repeats itself. And so I just want you to really be mindful of these generational curses, patterns of repetitions, and its insanity cycles. We have to be mindful of it. And I hope that I did offend some people because I love you, I care, and I want it to be a mind-blowing, thought-provoking, and eye-opening experience. Because again, you may have people who won't say anything like this. You may have been thinking it, but sometimes you need to hear it out loud. And so I just want to uh, thank my God for allowing me to be able to talk about certain things that are taboo to some people. Um, people have a hard time identifying with it. And if you um, decide you want to talk about this, feel free to inbox me. We can discuss it. We can talk about it. We can make some arrangements. And trust, I don't have any problem holding you accountable. Again, I'm like a flu shot. It's, it hurts, but it's in your best interest. So just understand that the people who love you, they will address those issues. So just always remember, great minds reach great places. I love you. I mean it. And Bye-bye. Tune in and stream live now. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, the podcast.
is now being broadcast on NPN Voice. NPN Voice can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and now on Audible and Amazon Music and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, the podcast. Now on NPN Voice. NPN Voice. Got voice. You heard? Contributions to NPN TV from yours like you.